everyone, and welcome to a Time Shifters podcast, Time Hop Edition. This is Christopher, here as always with my good friend and co-host, Tom. Howdy. We have watched a film. We got a hold of our screener for 2023's The Loch Ness Horror. This was written and directed by Tyler James. It's about a team of scientists and seasoned sailors who are sent to try to find the wreckage of a vessel that mysteriously disappeared. Unknown to half the crew, they are also on the hunt for the mythical Loch Ness Monster who has seemingly left its lock in Scotland and is terrorizing the open sea. This film is being distributed through Uncorked Entertainment and will be on DVD and VOD November 7th. I was kind of actually a little excited at the prospect of this film when I saw the trailer. Because it's like, oh, a Loch Ness. No, we haven't had a Loch Ness monster movie in ages. I mean, this seems like a really kind of like almost an 80s throwback sort of thing. Yeah, uh, honestly, I don't think I remember ever seeing a Loch Ness monster movie. No, maybe I'm just maybe maybe it's all the time he's turned up in Doctor Who or something that I'm thinking of, you know, or in search of. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or in search of. And uh, I think you even mentioned, I meant to look it up before before we, we we recorded, but you said they actually was recently still like an ongoing investigation searching for this thing in the lock of Scotland. Yeah, by the time of this recording, it'd be about a month ago. They, they had a bunch of people, they just kind of cleared the way and said, yeah, go go see what you can find. I don't think anyone found anything. No, likely not. And and maybe that's why this film got some distribution, because maybe that was in sort of the, 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 the right circles or something to try to capitalize on it. Timing is everything. This is a monster movie, mm-hmm. but it doesn't take place in Scotland. Mm-mm. It doesn't take place in a lock. Nope. It takes place in open sea, I guess. As much as it took place anywhere. And there is indeed is a monster that looks like you've seen you know, drawings and, and such of Nessie. Yep. No, it's reminiscent. <laughs> but that sort of just makes the occasional appearance. And it just sets in motion a chance to be a, I don't know, sort of alien parasite film <laughs> halfway through. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We, uh, folks, we, we, I, I was moved to actually text Christopher while, while watching this because he warned me that I would be mad <laughs> while watching this film. Well, and only because wrong. it was making me a little angry. Yeah, no. Uh, well, I, I, I joined you in the anger because, uh, uh, as we kind of discussed, this is uh, one of those movies where there's way too many moments where you're just yelling at the screen because what should be the obvious thing to do is exactly the opposite of what they do. We got a Loch Ness monster movie. Well, let's just say a sea monster movie. <laughs> yes, that's that's fair. We've got alien parasite movie. We've got some, I don't know, like almost terrorist plot sort of aspect to the movie because this one group isn't telling the other group that they're looking for the monster they think they're looking i don't know what to call that a thriller i don't i just feel like there was way too much trying to crammed into this movie and where maybe you could get away with it in another movie it wasn't working in this one 
they kind of failed to set up any character development, so you don't know who these people really are or why you should care. Oh, they, they introduced at least one character just to make him seasick and then to get him eaten. I, I thought it was funny that we had the obligatory couple in love, and of course they're the ones that make it to the end. Sort of. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think for a movie that um, had a great deal of nautical components to it, uh, their total lack of any sort of nautical knowledge w- was off-putting. I thought it was funny that we're supposed to be on some sort of like freighter-style ship during most of this film, a- a- and yet the bridge had a depth gauge on it. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, thank you. They had the the film opens with the submarine, yeah, and they're on like a submarine bridge set or or, or a submarine bridge. I think they actually had access to some sort of nautical museum. A, a fairly sophisticated and large submarine that apparently was piloted by two people. Yeah, at large from the exterior, not so much the interior. But then they would occasionally show what's supposedly the bridge of the interior of the ship. And it just looked like the other side of the room from the submarine. I'm like, I don't think that's where you pilot a boat from. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, lo- lo- lots of that. And then I figure whatever set that they had, uh, and, and it's clear, they got on board something. I mean, yeah. it, it was legit. Mm-hmm. Um, but they got on board one something. And I think they did as much as they could with that particular environment, regardless of whether or not it matched their future ship. Yeah, no, it's it, exactly. They they got access to some frigate or something, some some museum piece. They got access to that and a wind machine, mm-hmm. and they decided to write a movie around it. And I don't fault them for that. I think no. that's actually a really great idea. I like the fact that they're on board the ship. You know, it it was. Uh, it was a timeless enough vessel. It didn't look like it was like a necessarily a World War II surplus or anything like that. It no. could be something that was still in service. So okay, I'm I'm going with it. It looks fine. Uh, they made good use of the exteriors. They made good use of the interiors with it. Despite the fact that it was a real ship, it still felt very much like a set because you could tell the ship never actually went anywhere. Right, and uh, there was at one point I was commenting because uh, we were supposed to be in the sick bay, and it did actually look like they were in whatever they got on. They were in its sick bay. Sick bays have a tendency to not have windows because of where they're located on the ship, and yet during uh, during a moment where they had already gone around the room, you could see there's no windows, and yet during their inclement weather. Um, lightning could be seen <laughs> casting on the walls. And I'm like, you ain't got any windows in this room. Where's that lightning coming from? Oh, that's what you were talking about. Yeah, you texted me that. I, yep. Okay, yep, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I was just laughing my ass off through some of this. I'm like, I know those are just technical foibles, but they're enough to just take you completely out of the, uh, right. the moment. No, I... It really lost me when they're supposed to be on the they're they're on the exterior of the ship. They've got the wind machine going, you know. They've got the rain machine going, or they at least had the wind, rain machine going and these sound effects of rain. Because I don't think anyone was getting wet. Yeah. And 
I'm pretty sure they needed to adjust the camera angle a little bit because I think I could see the reflection of like city lights on the water. (laughs) (laughs) I'm afraid I missed that detail. Yeah, yeah. So you can tell they're on board this ship, but this ship never left birth. They or left its birth. So, well, everything you see out in the water, I think, was CGI. Well, I I, I was completely out uh, by the time uh, where you mentioned the uh, the one character that they introduced just to make him seasick and then have him eaten. That in right. that immediately upon completing eating him. Nessie throws up on another guy <laughs> and and that's a form of attack and that's where we get our alien bug thing from mm-hmm. which I'm like what? <laughs> yeah and I'm not sh- maybe I started losing interest did that really even go anywhere? No. I mean what kind of a what did the, it the infect anybody else or anything? Only one person. Okay. <laughs> And, and it was Fair ridiculous enough. when when that happened too, because that gets into the whole us yelling at the screen for you to stop making dumb decisions, where people run themselves into dead ends on purpose, knowing full well they didn't need to go that way. Uh, yeah, and you even mentioned something in your text about the medic not being very medical. <laughs> well, the yeah, one guy he's been he's been spit on by this Nessie. He's he's. He's he's seizing, he's having fits, you know, and everything. I'm thinking, and they they just oh, let's clean him off. I'm like, you you don't want maybe I don't some antibiotics. Yeah, no, the sum total of her medical knowledge involved taking a paper towel and rubbing the stuff that he was spitting up all over his face. Yeah, (laughs) like while while also wailing constantly through it all. I'm like, like you you're a trained medical professional. Professional, supposedly, uh, you should kind of have your act together a little bit more. She carries around her little medical bag and offers up people pills for their seasickness. But other than that, that's that, that's the limit of her expertise. Well, yeah. And I mean, and she was involved in one of the sillier moments earlier because, uh, as you pointed out, the they have this like intrigue moment where half the crew thinks they're there for a rescue mission while the other half of the crew is there to capture or something. They weren't even clear on what their goal was with Nessie. Right. Yeah. They, they had no plans about capturing it. They were, they just, there it is. Okay. We can go now. (laughs) Well, yeah. Like I, I, yeah, it, it was unclear what the goal was, but when, when, when one of those guys is confronted by our medical person who finds out that uh, I guess that that the people from the sub are dead already uh, from based on a recording or something um, but then he he pulls a gun on her and she runs and again it's one of those moments where she's running into places where why <laughs> like, Go to where everybody else is. <laughs> yeah, go go up. Yeah, right. go Don't up. Don't go further down into the ship. And, and again, we have a very large ship with this crew. Uh, there, there's, I counted at one point, there were only nine of them. Mm-hmm. And it was like, 
okay, none of you seem to know how a ship works. And, and I mean that not even from the perspective of just they didn't bother. I mean, the people who were on board were for there for the mission. They don't actually know how the ship works. <laughs> I, it just occurred to me, who the hell was piloting that ship? Mm -hmm. There was nine people. There wasn't a crew be beyond those people. Right. The ship was shown moving all the time. Yep. <laughs> I don't remember anyone actually being at the helm. No, because I, I remember one of the things I picked on with you as well is that we get at a point where, yes, N Nessie has eaten a guy, I guess banged into the ship, which has caused the ship to uh, have some technical difficulties. But the klaxon starts going off. I'm like, you were all outside. Who turned that on? Because, <laughs> I mean, right. that doesn't come on. It, 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 it's not like a, uh, a motion sensor. <laughs> it's it's the ship's car alarm? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> ne Nessie set off the car alarm. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who's, got, who's got the key fob? Turn this thing off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it just there are lots of ridiculous, ridiculous moments in this film with no actual story. Um, barely any dialogue that was worth listening to. <laughs> it was disappointing because I, I was really looking forward to the idea of some sure. of a, being a movie about trying to track and find, you know, Nessie. And the graphics, the effects, the CGI, I've seen worse. Yeah, but they did some weird lighting effects too underwater, which I, I wasn't even sure where they were going with some of them. Hmm. Like, I mean, and it wasn't, it's not like it was coming from Nessie. There would be times where they'd just be underwater and there's this weird, like, red ethereal glow coming from somewhere. Mm. And I'm like, what is, what am I looking at? What, what, what right. is that? Yeah. So, yeah, it was a, well, uh, what can I say about it? It was an hour and eighteen minutes long, and thank yes, God it, it was. Short. It did not. It did not overstay its welcome. Um, well, it, it did, but <laughs> <laughs> but but at least I didn't yeah. feel like my entire life has been seized by this thing. <laughs> yes, in search of did it better in the in twenty five minutes? Yeah, yes. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, so the Loch Ness Horror is not one that we recommend with any amount of uh, gusto. Uh, we we, we yeah. have seen worse, but... Oh, no, absolutely. I have seen a lot worse films. We, we've seen films so bad that we decided not to record about it. <laughs> and I know it seems like we really bashed this one, but I think it's only because there was probably a lot of potential yeah. with... You've got an actual military vessel as your set. Yes. That right there is just like, oh, come on, you can do stuff with this. Yeah, no, a, a, a little more research and, and a lot more writing. Um, <laughs> yeah. And the, there, there was opportunity here. And, and yeah, with the Nessie thing, we don't have much in the way of that. But yeah, they just, it was a squandered opportunity. Yeah, no, it's a real shame that Nessie just ends up being the MacGuffin that gets them into the situation, and then it's it's really not that big of a factor. No. Not as big as you think it should be, anyway. No. All right, well, that'll do it. We'll be back in a week with a full episode. Thanks very much for listening, everybody. Talk to you later. See ya. See ya.